What is going on, guys? I hope you guys are doing fantastic. I hope you guys are having yourselves a spectacular day. And I hope it is summertime for you because Lord knows it is finally nice out here in Canada. And I am happy that the sun is out. And hopefully I can get myself a decent tan. <laughs> Just a couple things to announce before I introduce today's guest where we had sexologist Dr. Teron. And man, absolute banger. But before we get into that, I just want to talk about a couple things. Uh, first and foremost, getting more videos on YouTube as requested by a lot of you guys who are telling me, hey, man, I want to actually watch this video. So I said, hey, let's start putting some of them up. I am working on that, I'm working to get a lot more good stuff on the website for you guys. So just a heads up, getting YouTube started. And also, um, one thing I realized I got to add is that I started up a TikTok as well and been doing really well there. So yeah, if you're on TikTok, be sure to follow Masking Health Solutions on TikTok, still on Instagram, still doing all that good stuff. And again, if you are looking to get started in PE, be sure to check out Gel to Grow. Um, I got the links in the description below. Be sure to check it out because absolutely nothing is going to do it for you in the same way that Gel uh, to Grow really works when it comes to male enhancement, PE and just helping you in your journey, man. And more than anything, like I said before, the recovery has just been fantastic. Going through my tins like a madman, so make sure you get yours by clicking the link in the description below. All right, now let's talk about today's guest. All right, so today's guest was Dr. Tara. She is a tenured professor of relational and sexual communication at Cal State Fullerton an award-winning researcher, relationship coach, and she is the person behind lovebites.co and a podcast host at Love Bites by Dr. Tara's podcast. You can see her work on all kinds of different media, such as Cosmo, Women's Health Magazine, Hello Giggles. She recently gave a TED Talk, and the link is in the description, on how to become sexually powerful that highlights her 5,000 participant study examining factors that predict sexual satisfaction and her journey from a sexually anxious girl from Thailand to a sexually confident woman. And guys, it was an absolute blast. It was a pleasure. We got into talking about different things from sexual confidence to why guys have ED these days and why they're suffering from ED at 21 years young me really blew my mind but apparently it's something that is happening so we also talked about what <laughs> one of the strangest fetishes that exists which i you know i just out of curiosity sake i was like well now that i have you here <laughs> i kind of want to get experts um uh input onto what the strangest fetish that exists possibly is so stay tuned that's almost at the end of the episode so be sure to check out the full episode and i hope you guys really enjoyed today's episode with Dr. Tara. All right, let's jump on in. It doesn't matter if you're a skilled veteran in PE or you're just getting started. You're gonna need some for your 
lubrication needs. And the best thing on the market is none other than Jelk to Grow. That's right, Jelk to Grow is the only thing that is made specifically for us peers. So you don't gotta mess around with that oily mess that sometimes, well, you know, if you're brand new and you're just getting started, you got no other alternatives. Sometimes we go down that road, but we don't have to anymore. We can go down the best road possible when it comes to using the right tools for PE. And that would include none other than Jelk to Grow's Balm. It doesn't make a mess. It helps you heal. It helps you moisturize. And I mean, I'm probably gonna go through about 20 of these tins <laughs> this year. So make sure you get yourself one too. I swear by it because I use it, baby. And make sure you get yours too. Check it out at jelktogrow.com. Click the link in the description below. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? I'm joined by none other than Dr. Tara, who is a sex expert who's going to help us out, you know, shed some light on certain things that we should not be ashamed to talk about, along with just, you know what? expanding our horizons as far as you know what sexual satisfaction really means so dr tara how are you today ma'am hi cj thanks so much for having me here today it's my pleasure hey you know what like i was telling you before when we were just talking off air i think all the guys out there need to hear this myself included because <laughs> you know sometimes we get a little bit stubborn and we think we got all the answers and we look at sex the way we do everything else we're like i know the mechanics of it i'm gonna make this work <laughs> performance based bam 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 it's not yeah. working. <laughs> There's so much pressure for men, you know, like being a woman, I know the kind of pressure I experience. And I talk to uh, females, I talk to women all the time about like the kind of, you know, shortcomings that we experience but at the same time looking on the other side like there's so much pressure for men like yeah. first you have to you know get it hard you have to get hurt in the mood then you have to perform like there's so many different like maneuvers you have to do <laughs> and then you can't just like lose an erection halfway but then you can't also come too fast so you have to like think of like things that turn you on but also like not too turned on because then i'll come too fast like there's so yep. many things going on <laughs> Um, and porn has not helped men oh, no. feel secure about themselves and their sexuality at all. In fact, it has helped them feel very anxious when it comes to sex. Uh, mm -hmm. so I, I, I feel, yeah, I think there's a lot of, a lot of things when it comes to sex that men have to consider and maybe the society doesn't like cut them any slack. <laughs> I don't think anybody really does. I mean, I know my wife should doesn't, but she's very communicative. So that's good. She's like, now nah, I want more of this. I need nice. more of that. So, you know, yeah, that's always good. See? That's I mean, necessary. Yeah. And she just puts it out there like, no, I'm not. You're lacking here, dog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, but you know, you know, the the reason why she's able to also communicate her desires uh, is because you guys have set up your relationship in mm -hmm. that way. You are you provide emotional security so that your wife is in a space where she can speak about these things. I'm going to tell you the truth. A lot of men do not provide emotional security and safety in a way that their wives or girlfriends are able to speak about sex. Interesting. Yeah. So there's want... something that you do too outside of sex that allows her to feel more comfortable talking about sex. I mean, I wanted to cut you off right there because I, I want to ask you, exactly how does one go about creating that like maybe i did like without knowing it but right. for anybody listening who could really benefit from that like how do you go about creating that dynamic in the relationship love that question let me ask you some questions and yes. 
and you will probably answer your own question. So um, outside of sex, right? Like in general, like at home, do you ask her questions about herself and her day? Oh, yeah. All the time, yeah. So like what kinds of questions do you typically ask? Like well, what I mean, kinds of questions come up? Let's say typical day, just kind of like, what kind of character did you have to deal with at work? Oh, yeah, that same person. Ah, oh, yeah, no, I know. That's just annoying. This, that, and the other. What were your task lists like? Just random stuff. Okay. You know, more Life than anything. Stuff. Yeah. But you ask her questions. Yeah. yeah and do. you do that regularly. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I guess okay. I do. And when she tells you these stories about work, about whatever, about driving, about grocery shopping, about her friends, <laughs> do you attentively listen? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. You listen to her and you nod and then you go, oh my God, what? Yeah. <laughs> or do you look at your phone? No, no. Usually I'm driving. So it's very easy. I'm just like, oh yeah, I can't believe that. You know, and <laughs> I mean, it is genuine though, but yeah, no, for sure. Right. Okay. So you give her feedback, support and attention, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And when she feels down, let's say in a particular moment where she's very like either depressed or disappointed in something, disappointing news, bad news. Um, how do you show up? Oh, that one's easy. Cause that one's nonverbal. I, I, I learned about that. It's just kind of go and embrace. So that one's simple. Yes. <laughs> so you're there for her, right? Yeah. Have you ever said something along the line of don't worry about it. It'll get solved or don't um don't cry or don't like don't feel bad no maybe at the beginning but this is going back i guess 13 years or 12 years now but wow yeah it's been a while but <laughs> right um but not anymore no because now it's just i guess with time it, it kind of came with maturity too because i just you know I, I started to see the ill effects of that too right so i was just like you know what maybe i should just shut up and just you know just hold <laughs> yeah be there right your yeah. presence speak a million words okay everything you just said is the answer to your question. How do you want to build a relationship where there's emotional security and your woman feels safe with you is to be present, be attentive, listen, give feedback, and ask her questions. These yeah. are the things that you're already doing. That is one of the reasons why she tells you, she speaks up about sex to you. It's because there's emotional security. A lot of men are not, you know, they say they do it, but they don't actually do it with intention. Yeah, maybe they're, they ask their wives or girlfriend, like, how's your day? And then they kind of look at their phone and carry, carry on with their day without sitting and like, paying attention or giving feedback right and yeah. support um there will be couples where you know the wife or girlfriend would say are you even listening like why do you ask if you're gonna like look at your phone or watch <laughs> tv right yeah. so you showing up uh with your presence with your attention with feedback and support and asking more questions all of these things, when you do it continuously, uh, I'm not saying you're going to do it one time and, oh my God, she's going to start talking to you about sex. <laughs> like, hell no, it takes time. But I, I can guarantee you, if you do it for a couple of weeks to a month, she will start opening up because now mm -hmm. she feels like you are consistent. You yeah. are reliable and I can open up. And if I can open up about work, about life, about things I'm scared of, then I can open up about sex. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because that makes perfect sense. I remember reading uh, back in the day when I was just getting started my whole marriage journey, but 
It's yeah. like, you want to get laid more often? Go do the groceries, <laughs> you know, go clean up the house. And I was like, what is this? This, this is the worst. <laughs> this is the worst advice I've ever heard in my life. However, it did work. Right. And it kind of goes that way. You know, you show love in different ways. And the foreplay for yes. her was completely different than mine, I guess, where I was just like, yeah, let's go. And she's just more like, I need to be relaxed. <laughs> exactly. And you're like speaking all the right things. Like it sounds unrelated, but it's very much related. It's when you let's say when you're the person that's like, hey, I'll do the dishes from now on because you cook. Right. Then it's it's speaking love in a different way. It's acts mm -hmm. of service. Gotcha. And you know, if if you think like anything that will get women wet is acts of service, <laughs> <laughs> especially no, in long term so. relationships, right? Because yes, like affirmations, like I love you, I care about you, I'm here for you, like these things are great. But mm -hmm. you you can say these things and not have the actions to back it up. Yeah. That's why acts of service. I and when sometimes when I say this, people laugh. Like acts of service will get her wet because. <laughs> Because it's the actions, it's the actions. Because we're, now that we've, you know, for the men that are listening, if you've been with your girlfriend or wife for a while, like past five years, the affirmations part mean a little bit less and the actions mean a little bit more. Yeah. So and acts that, of service as your love language is key. Because that makes perfect sense. And it's funny you mentioned that, yeah, the different love languages, you know, I thought at the beginning of it, I'm like, I just more gifts, I guess. So, right hey, that kind yeah. of runs dry when it's like hey you know the daily tasks like there's a bunch of dishes there that could get cleaned there's a floor that could be mopped and it's like yo this doesn't make any sense <laughs> if there's a shit ton of house chores but you buy her flowers like do the chores get done exactly yeah right. you start to realize that, and even right. that i got my kids but i'm like hey help me out they're like you know they're not interested either so right <laughs> <laughs> Acts of service, uh, yeah, it's it speaks loudly when it comes to like showing love and also like building sexual interest because mm -hmm. now she has more room to play, more room exactly. to think about sex, more room to think about having you know uh, sexual experience with you. Right? Yeah. yeah, no, I love that because that makes perfect sense. Which kind of leads me to my next question. So now it's like, okay, you get that part of the way. You know, she's more yeah. interested. She's open. Right. What is actual satisfaction from the female side of things? Yeah. So that I love this question because like my research, so my work is on sexual satisfaction, but I also like as a woman and, you know, having a lot of female friends and female clients, I know for a fact what we all looking for. <laughs> mm -hmm. I could imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um, we want to feel deeply desired during gotcha. sex. So satisfaction has satisfaction derives from feeling like you guys really want us. Mm -hmm. We want to feel deeply desired. We want to, well, obviously orgasm is important too, right? Because like, let's say we already feel deeply desired. What's next? Then of exactly. course we want to experience pleasure and orgasms come in many different shapes and forms. So we should talk about that too. But yeah. basically we want to feel deeply desired and we want to feel pleasure and that's satisfaction. So the deeply desired part is done through attention. When you have sex with me, do you seem distracted? When you have sex with me, are you looking at me and you're consumed by our activity and my body and my eye contact? Or are you thinking about something else and you seem shut off? Mm -hmm. These are the key of showing her that you deeply desire her. 
Yeah. So Which... that part needs to be there. If that part isn't there, it doesn't matter how good your hips are. It doesn't matter <laughs> how big your dick is. Uh, the deeply, deep feeling deeply desired part has to be there. That's that's the best sex for women. Gotcha. If feeling, oh my god, like he wants me so bad. Feeling deeply desired, and I think it's vice versa. That's yeah. why I teach women the same thing. He wants to feel like he's king to you. Mm-hmm. Like he wants to appear like naked and you're just like, oh my God, I want to fuck you. Right? <laughs> like that's what people want. So yes, yeah. like you have to pay attention. You have to make eye contact. You have to be in it 110. So that's feeling deeply desired. So now that part is set, let's say in the foreplay where you go down on her, or grab her breasts and kissing, like, let's say that part is there. Now the orgasm part, mm-hmm. uh, let me tell you right now, not all women can come vaginally. Yeah. Not all women can have vaginal orgasm. And I mean, like, is that shitty? Yes. Um, but, you know, maybe communicate with her. Like, is it like, what's your situation with vaginal orgasm? And I want you to uh, feel like you can talk to me. Like, is mm-hmm. it something that you can achieve like pretty easily are there moves that help you get there are there things that i can do that help you get there or is it something you just like have never had and you don't know if you can yeah and that's cool because you know what penetrative sex feels really good even without that like orgasm because you can also stimulate uh the clitoris on the outside and she will come like she will have an orgasm on the clitoris it's as strong as vaginal orgasm they're mm-hmm. both orgasms they're just from different body parts yeah so if she's like i don't I, it's really hard for me to get a vaginal orgasm stimulate the clitoris that's how she's gonna come and that's gonna get her addicted or that's gonna get her like wanting sex yeah so that's yeah, kinda, there you go. The yeah. desire and the orgasms. Yeah, it's kind of, well, you know what? It's it's like that one-two punch. You can't have one without the other. And you're right. It's almost like in that moment, we as guys, same as the girls. Like we don't want to be, oh, what's the word that we have for it? Where it's just like, you know, flopping like a dead fish. Nobody wants yeah, that. Yeah, right. Nobody's into that. Yeah, no, no like, one. And that's the couples, the uh, long-term couples, like married couples that I see in my practice is typically you know, let's say the husband will say, well, my wife doesn't put in any effort when we have sex. She just lays there. And then the wife will say, well, do you do these X, Y, Z things outside the bedroom? So that's like very common. Interesting. So it's almost like a dynamic you see more when the relationship's kind of burnt out, I guess. Burnt out. And it becomes a blame game. Who doesn't do what? Yeah. Right. So it's almost like, I guess for even myself, I, I like I got to step it up, you know, and I'm always and I try to say I, I'm trying to get away from the performance side of things or calling right. it performance, because I found when we label it like that, it's like that goes back to, I guess, for a lot of us where we discovered sex from the porn side of things, we're just like, mm-hmm. and it's like, mm, you know, at the end of the day, that's not really it's not really real. It's cinematic, right. but it's not real. Right. No, However, not. you know, for many of us guys, you know, that's kind of that was our, you know, that was our guiding um, point, I guess. But for now, or now as I get older, it's almost like, well, you know what? It falls on me. If I don't do my part, she's not going to do hers. And I'm able to recognize that, right? But that kind of goes goes back to that communication. And my question to you, I guess, is if I'm in a relationship now for 20 plus years, or maybe it's in the first five years, and I don't know how to communicate these things, how would that person really instigate, you know, that conversation? Yeah. So here's the the harsh truth. Um, It's uncomfortable and awkward as fuck. (laughs) <laughs> but someone has to start. 
you know, someone has to start. And if you're listening to this, you're, you already have a leg up. So you start. Mm-hmm. Someone has to. Um, there's two people or more sometimes, a majority, two people in a relationship. Um, you can't just wait around. You know, yeah. someone has to start. It's time to accept it's going to be awkward. It's time to accept it's going to be a little difficult at first, but let's just do it. Right. It's like yeah. playing golf. You think someone just pick up a club and hit like a one <laughs> hole in one, like hell no. Right. No. It will be difficult, but you get better over time. So you can be the courageous person who starts. And now how do you start? <laughs> it's as simple as like, Hey, I kind of, I want us to talk about sex. What do you think about that? Boom. And the other person will be like, whoa, where's this coming from? Maybe they take it like offensively. Maybe they take it exploratory. Like it just depends on the state of your relationship. Mm-hmm. The other person can be like, oh, um, sure. Or they can be, oh my God. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Or they can be, why are you bringing this up now? Do we have issues? Right. These are three different, very yeah. different on a spectrum. <laughs> an angry response, uh, inquisitive, uh, curious response, and then a positive response. Right. All kinds of response can happen, but it doesn't mean the outcome will be negative. All kinds mm. of response can happen. The outcome can always be positive. So here's what happens after. Uh, I always recommend people to ask a sexy check-in question. And I, CJ, I recommend you to ask this to your wife today. Uh, so like start with, I want to talk about sex, right? Like, hey, like, can we talk about sex? What do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, duh, duh, duh. Um, how are we doing sexually? How are we doing sexually? And if the other person's not a communicative kind of person, go with ratings. I always go with ratings because I'm a quantitative person. Yeah. So I go, on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate our sex life right now? And I would also say, please be honest. I would love to hear the truth because that's where we can grow from 100 yeah yeah so on a sense. scale of one to ten um how are we doing with our sex life how happy are you with our sex life how satisfied are you with our sex life right now so cj on a scale of one to ten how satisfied are you with your sex life right now well me personally i'd give it a 10 well no okay. i'll take that back it's kind of gracious i'd go with an eight it's just a lack okay. of frequency but we got two kids so it's like you know what you squeeze it in when you can <laughs> but the intention is there that's why you're not insecure right mm-hmm. the intention yeah. is there like your wife isn't neglecting you or ignoring you oh. right the intention is there it's just physical like logistical like things oh man there is no time in our right life. right right <laughs> see you're not upset because the intention is there and you know her and you trust her that there is intention mm-hmm. but the thing is with a lot of couples they feel neglected they feel like there's no intention whatsoever like my partner completely forget about sex yeah. So that's why they feel insecure. That's why they feel bad, right? So if you ask me the same question for this month, right? Because I just, you know, we just went to France for two weeks. We had a vacation. I'm going to say I'm at a nine. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say I'm at a nine. And that, that minus one is probably because we like, you know, I would like to do new things more. Mm-hmm. Um. We have an amazing regular uh, sex life that like includes, you know, like the amazing foreplay. I orgasm every time. So all these things are great, Mm -hmm. but I'm a kinky person. 
And, yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to try these other things, but he, he wants to. So uh, we, we are, we want that. Right. Yeah. So I'm sure if I ask him, he'll say a nine because the one minus is from us wanting to explore. We don't have time because mm -hmm. we're really busy, but we want to like go to, you know, like a sex club or like this and that. We just don't have the time, but we want to explore that. But we would be at nine because we just came back from a vacation. We've had tons of sex and great sex. Right. Uh, but when we are, when we work a lot um, and we both do, I'd say sometimes I'm even at a seven. Maybe sometimes even at a six, like sometimes he's out of town for two weeks that he comes back super tired. Maybe I'm at a six or a seven. Right. And I want to share this on your podcast because to be honest, like just because you're a sex expert doesn't mean you're at a 10 at all times. Right. Uh, oh, but yeah. uh, my intention is always there. Like I always want to jump on him. <laughs> you know, like I'm attracted to my partner. I always want to jump on him. It's been like quite a few years now. I've always want to jump on him, but it's not like we have the physical strength or the mm -hmm. time sometimes. Yeah. Oh, and, and that's a hundred percent. And to your point, it's like, yeah, sure. You may be an expert, but you still have a life. Yeah. And that, that's, that's, yeah. that's what people, sometimes everybody will see you and be like, oh, you know, you're doing X, Y, Z and you got all the time in the world. It's like, no, I work with the time that I got. Right. If I had more, it, that would be fantastic. However, I'm like, I got to pay, you know, I got two kids they are growing, they're getting bigger. I got to get a bigger car. You know, I got to make more money. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, it's continuous. Right. And how the old are is, your kids? Well, one's 11 and the other one's turning seven. So 11 and seven. Okay. The 11 old year old, that sex talk is coming up. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. He's got questions already. He's not really embarrassed, which is kind of, it's kind of funny. I'm just like, yeah, okay. You know, like, you don't worry, your pubes are coming, buddy. Like, just relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The average age for sexual debut is 13. Oh, so, wow. So he's right there. Yeah. 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 It's, it's coming up and uh, always good to talk about sex positively mm -hmm. um, so that they're not like sexually repressed. No, well, note to self, I mean, I'm going to have to have you back for that conversation. But. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> it, it's kind of, it is interesting though, because it's, it's a totally different mindset. And I think it's odd because it's like, I already forgot what that was like almost, you know, the innocence, like just the questions, right. where it's coming from, like his reference points. And the other thing too, it's like, I want to make sure, you know, to block out porn from him as much as possible and his generation, because I'm starting to see a lot of things, which is, I was going to ask you later about this too, but are you finding that because like I just had um, a guest Brooke Hazen and he was the author of you are not broken said his mid forties, the guy was getting erectile difficulties just from like porn burnout. Yeah. Are you finding this to be more and more common right now or. Yeah. Yeah. So with the rise of high speed internet comes this huge mm -hmm. group of cohort of uh, sexual anxiety, um, erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation, but mainly erectile dysfunction. Mm -hmm. ED is super, super common. I mean, like all men will experience it at some point in their lives. Uh, and these are typically situational ED. So it comes and goes, but yeah. some people have long-term ED, right? The situational ED, it depends. If you're using substance or you're drinking too much, like you'll have ED for sure. It's just Whiskey normal. Dick. Whiskey dick. It's a real thing, right? Like real yeah. physiological thing. Uh, but that other type of um, sexual anxiety that causes ED uh, usually comes from porn. Mm -hmm. And young men, I mean, really young men that I see sometimes 21 are already using Viagra. 
What? Yeah, I'm like, dude, you're 21. Your dick should be hard all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for myself, I totally but like, it's that. it's not an issue for sure. It's the it's in the head. It's anxiety. Yeah. Right. So it's definitely in the head. It's not your body. You don't need Viagra. You need I'll, to fix your mind. Yeah, I'd imagine it's a neurological issue because I'm like, how are you gonna be at that age where it's like you rock hard all day, every day? You know, up until you're like 26. I know a lot of men under 25 that use Viagra or Cialis. Long-term, what are the effects of that? Uh, reliance. So it's almost like this guy's just creating, so it's almost like, not an addiction, but it's almost like he's going to be relying on this product for the rest of his life. Not an addiction, but kind of, right? Yeah. Not an addiction, it like disrupts your day. This is like not disrupting your day, but if you need it every time, then it's like over-reliance. Over-reliance on anything is bad. I would imagine, yeah, because it's right. almost like you need Can you some... imagine? Yeah, go out yeah. on a date, like, oh, shit, she's coming back to my apartment. Let me go <laughs> run to the bathroom to take a Viagra real quick. Let me stall her for 10 minutes so it works. Like, it's a whole shit show. Yeah, it's a dynamic that didn't exist back in my day. And I mean, I'm not that old. I'm like 34, right? So I'm, I'm like, how have the times has changed completely? Because it seemed like it's starting to become way more prevalent, but it's also strange in that it's accepted, but at the same time, other things are taboo still. So right. I, I'm just kind of like trying to figure all this stuff out. And more than anything, it's like obviously for the kids, but talking to guys that are older than me too, who are like, hey, this is how I've been affected. Mm -hmm. Like my brain is not functioning properly. And I'm only a couple of oh. years older than you know, it's like, wait, what? Yeah, so there's a big porn experiment, uh, experimental research by Gary Wilson. Mm -hmm. um, RIP, he just died. Uh, oh, but no. he wrote a book called Dr. Gary Wilson. He wrote a book called Your Brain on Porn. Your brain, yeah. Yeah. It changed you, man. Yeah, no. It, it's scary. That's yeah. why I make an effort to not watch too much porn. Like <laughs> make an effort. Like if I watch it, I watch it intentionally and I watch mm -hmm. it in a very short amount of time, like five minutes. Yeah. Um, and I use I watch ethical porn, in which I've been suggesting to everyone. What is that all about? Because I don't know anything. Yeah. So ethical porn mimics real life sexual situations. Gotcha. So the foreplay is much longer. The attraction is typically pretty honest. Like the porn uh, actors, they, they get acclimated much longer. They, you know, it's, um, mm -hmm. and also everyone gets paid. Like there's equal pay. Everyone gets paid fairly. Every, everyone see their contracts fairly. Um, and it's filmed in a very sex positive environment. No one's being bullied or yelled at. Um, <laughs> but the main part that I like is that it's a realistic sexual situation video. Yeah. Which yeah. is not something that we're used to because it's funny. You mentioned no, that. no, no. Yeah. I think I, I was I was watching something on a female director on one of these sets. And she's like, we need something for us ladies because what we're watching right here in the mainstream makes no sense for us. It's right. like nobody's gonna do that on Tuesday night. <laughs> no, no, like guy walks in, like opens the door, like slams the door, you know, pull down the skirt and just penetrate. Like, yeah. ouch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm dry as fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's like nothing just yeah, in there. It's bang, not bang, like bang, that bang. exactly. So that's why I've been ad advocating for um, ethical porn if you want to watch porn, but again, still like in moderation. Yeah, I got you. Because it's kind of a slippery slope. I mean, I myself, I just try to avoid it. But sometimes you'll go on Twitter and you'll be like, ooh, look at that. It knows exactly what I like. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's AI. It's very smart. Well, that's just the thing with the, the algorithms and stuff where it has everything planned out. And it's like, and it's weird too, because I'll go from like 
I went to TikTok and it's like, we know your preference. I'm like, bro, this is creepy, you know, trying yeah. to like <laughs> get it out of there. It is creepy. And honestly, um, one thing about porn too is not only that it gives men anxiety about performance, uh, it also gives men a wrong idea of sexual communication with women. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed that men who take lessons from porn are much more um, disrespectful and vulgar when it comes to communicating with women. Almost like an entitled feeling of like, oh, like, you know, if I say this, you will have sex with me. Um, I think that they learn these fake interactions from porn, which is very, very different from real interactions Mm -hmm. in real life. Real life is common like comment, like mutual attraction, a lot of laughing, a lot of talking about your hobbies, favorite memories. And then it goes into like, oh, I like you. Let's kiss. Right. And then it goes from there. Not just like, I want to fuck. Let's go home. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it gives them the wrong idea of how to approach women mm-hmm. and they approach women unsuccessfully. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just kind of like a direct, it's, it's funny you mentioned that too. There's a guy that I know that I actually work with and he has absolutely no game. And he keeps, he keeps coming and telling me these stories. And I'm just like, bro, why are you telling me these stories? They're awful. He's like, yeah, like what does them. he do? Does he just go up to them? Like, you're beautiful. Want to go to my hotel room? No, it's even worse than that. He's like, he talks down to them. Like, I know, I know you want me. And I'm like, oh, boo. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> he's your friend. Like, that's no, he's, so he's, gross he's, for a lot of women. That's so gross. Yeah. Well, no, he's a colleague I work with. I wouldn't consider him a friend. He's just, yeah, like, I'm like, <laughs> he's like 22, but I'm like, dude, do you have no game whatsoever where you actually think that's going to work? He's like, well, oh, yeah, right. you're supposed to use sarcasm. I'm like, it yeah, hurts my no. head. No, I'm like, I, I don't think you got to talk to a woman, bro. And he just, <laughs> It's so strange, but it, it's kind of like that generational thing too, where it's like, I feel like they should just swipe right. And just, I'm like, just stick to Tinder, man. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And maybe they they have seen movies where jerks get dates, right? Yeah. But again, those are movies, not real life. No. And that right. whole bad boy persona only works if you actually know what you're saying and how to use it because context and it's like tonality plays into it too, I would imagine. Right. And going back to your communication piece or communication just in general, it's like everything plays into it, man. It's not just like you're going to say these words and hope that it works. It's like you might as well just throw out a prayer, man. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like if you're, you know, if you're exhibiting that bad boy persona, then you're attracting uh, daddy issues, girls. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a disaster because it's two, you know, um, two people who need to work on themselves. <laughs> 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 which is not good for anybody i don't think no but. no no the the whole goal is that you meet someone that you really like who also loves improving themselves mm-hmm. and that's another thing i mean teach their own but it's like hey you got to make sure you know how to fish because there's all kinds of fish out there but it's almost like you'll attract somebody that may not be the right fit for you exactly exactly and learning your patterns uh i think a lot of men that i see in my practice and my male students, they tend to think like it's really hard to date. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's really hard to find a woman. And I'm like, why do you say that? And they're like, well, it just seems like they all want a rich dude. Hmm. 
Yeah. What do you think about this notion? I think people learn from like TikTok and stuff because there are a lot of like sarcasm, like sugar baby TikToks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you well, think about that? I kind of feel that you know what on Instagram and that you do see a lot of. I'm gonna say it's all fake, anyways. It's all bullshit. And the thing is, like, for me being as old as I am now, or it's like I can see right through it. I'm like that guy probably rented that Lambo. He's probably right. renting that Rolex and he's probably renting that chain, man. And he's right. got like three sugar mamas that look like they just came out of the strip club, and he probably paid them too. And they all think it's real, but that's the thing. It's kind of like I can separate the fallacy from the actual facts. And the best way to go about that was like actually go out clubbing or go go to bar, or go go talk to some go female in real life. Yeah, or like go to university, man. Like go interact. It's almost like people are just glued to their phones. That I kind of feel there's a disconnect to reality, just in general. And we're starting to see it play out more and more because so many people can't distinguish the differences anymore. Oh my god, you're so on point with that. That was a great answer, by the way. I uh, my theory is the same: is that um, people that are single have more time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're on social media a lot, right? And yeah. they're seeing these people on social media, and they think that everyone is like that. Yeah. So, I guess so. my young men in my life, they say that you know, dating is shitty. All girls want is just rich guys. Da, da, da. I'm like, is it because you follow these girls on Instagram? Mm-hmm. And that's the only kind of content you see because a lot of women in my life want someone who's like equal to them or is like working hard and ambitious, not necessarily like Jeff Bezos. <laughs> you know, like, is it is it that you're just consuming content from like these five influencers that yes, maybe they want rich mm-hmm. husbands, but that's their own misguided life, right? Yeah. It doesn't mean all women, billions of other women are like that. So you're on point there. I think, I think there is a huge disconnect between uh, real life and people who consume a lot of social media. Yeah, 100%. And that's, you're starting to see it more and more where it's almost like, having likes having subscriptions almost it almost seems like it's all like a form of currency for the younger generations like it's not real anymore it's almost like they're more addicted to the numbers they see and the statistics they see but i'm like what are you man are you just like collecting data to see how valuable you are is that how you value yourself as a human being and to me it's like i said i you know i came from a different era so i'm not stuck to that However, you know, the younger the kids are and the more they're on tablets and like even my son's like, I started a YouTube channel. I only got 300 <laughs> views or something. I'm like, that's cool, man. That's 300 more. I mean, 300 that's views. That's a yeah. lot. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's, so that's, I guess that's good, man. He's like, yeah, but yeah. this guy got 3 million. And I'm like, well, you know. <laughs> that, that too. Social comparison too. And social comparison is also why people have sex issues. They, um, watch porn and they're like holy shit my dick is like half the size of this porn star right um the average hard penis size is five inches like hard right five inches with an erection and i mean much less without an erection because a lot of people are shower uh a grower not shower they're growers (laughs) not shower so um this like social comparison idea where in maybe in our generation, people compare themselves with porn. Now they compare themselves with everyone, millions Mm -hmm. of people on social media. And they just think they don't have it. When everyone has something to offer, you just have to keep honing that and then showing it confidently. A hundred percent. And I mean, going back to the coaching side of things, because you were were telling me about the dating coaching earlier on and how you're seeing these guys, how do you steer them into the right direction when they come to you with that mindset? 
Oh, I love this question. You mean like when they're in a fixed mindset, uh-huh, how do yeah, I like... empower them to think with a growth mindset? Yeah. I give them a small task and have them do that for like a week or two, and they will see that they can do it. And then after that, it's easier. Gotcha. So it's almost it's starting big, off something first small. big hump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like start small and like, look, at look at you, you're doing this already. Like, do you see this? You're doing this. Right. Uh-huh. And then after about a week or two, they're like, holy shit, I'm doing this. Like, I'm good at this. And then they start talking to their friends. Hey, I started doing this. I'm so good at it. Like, you should try. <laughs> and uh, one of the things that I have them do is a five minute uh, sex meditation. Okay. Tell us more it's about just that. five minutes. Okay. So it's easy. How, how do you do you have that? Um, I think you had it on your YouTube channel, right? Is it like a guided yes. meditation or? Yes. So for those of you that don't want that, like, like to meditate quietly, you can do that, too. But mm-hmm. if you want gu- a guide, I have guided I have free guided meditations on YouTube and they're all sex meditation. So it focuses on like sexual thoughts and sensations in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's only five minutes. So close your eyes and just follow the instructions for five minutes. Uh, when you're done, you'll feel so accomplished. Two things. One, you'll feel like, oh, I did something sexual. And two, you meditated, which is like a huge, um, you know, like personal growth thing now that people are really into, right? So uh, after doing that for a week, you'll feel like, whoa, I've meditated the whole week. And I've seen my clients told their friends, like I meditated this whole week, bro, what'd you do? Uh, yeah. And then they just keep doing it. They do make sure that they do it three times a week every week and when they feel more confident up to the 10 minutes one but just do the five minutes there's research that showed that it improves sexual functioning mm, so just do that yeah well that's a great place to get started I mean, yeah for myself it's kind of like because i started learning about the monkey mind and like i was telling you too it's like i started to look into the more metaphysical side of things i guess and yeah. the spiritual side of things and you're like okay what does it really mean to be holistically healthy and i started to go down that rabbit hole pretty intensely right this past past two three years and even for myself where i'm like i feel completely different when i meditate for those 20 minutes daily versus when i don't and i find that you know it just calms me down you know i feel peaceful you feel more zen, right? It's yes. like the zen medita- meditation, transcendental meditations, all that stuff really helps to just kind of balance things out. And I yes. guess for somebody that's got sexual anxiety, he could definitely use that as well, yes. right? To just calm himself down. And it's actually, it's like a regular meditation. So even like you, you can try that tonight with your wife. It's only mm-hmm. five minutes, sit in bed together, listen to it for five minutes. It's like a regular meditation. It just talks about sex. So like, it's still calming. It's still helping you focus and calm down. But at mm-hmm. the same time, think about sex. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think any guys going to have any problem with that. I mean, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, five minutes a day, um, whenever you can fit it in before work, after work, uh, before you go to bed, like anytime, really. That's awesome. No, definitely. And I'll be sure I'm going to add all the links. Uh, all the links will be in the description as always. And um, one thing before we head out for today, because we're coming up on that hour. But one thing I did want to ask you, what's kind of been the strangest study or the like most bizarre thing you kind of found in your um, in your journey so far as a therapist in this? Wow, a bizarre thing. Yeah, dude, there are some bizarre things. I can imagine. Uh, (laughs) uh, I would say 
something like I'm very open-minded. So if you're like into feet or into like whatever, I'm like, you're cool, man. Like as long as you know, you're respectful, everything's consensual, like you're cool. Mm-hmm. You do you. But there are things that I find very bizarre. Uh, <laughs> uh, like copophagia. Have you what ever heard that? of that? No. It's eating feces. Is that a real thing? Like, yeah, you get sexual arousal and then you masturbate while you like eat feces. Oh. Yeah. I don't want to end there though. So let's end yeah, with fun- <laughs> like two tips for men. <laughs> but yeah, let's you ask that. bizarre. That. That's fucking bizarre, right? That's got to be the most one, that most bizarre that I've ever heard. The most bizarre I've ever heard is like, why? <laughs> but there is some scientific like explanation so like let's say when you were younger maybe when you're like 11 and then you like saw your little brother's diaper but at the same time you also like had some kind of erection random erection it's like bam it's in your head like that poop equals sexual arousal oh man it's kind of like just a rewiring of the brain yes that's why like some people when they were into feet right Mm -hmm. the foot fetish is very common millions of people are into it so like that's like when you saw feet and then you got an erection or when you saw feet and you came or like whatever it related to sex uh or you saw feet of like pamela anderson's photo yeah, uh, and you got an erection so it's then you develop this fixation for feet so it's actually like it's very common. So when it comes to the same logic applying to feces, you can kind of imagine. <laughs> Put those together. That is oh, bizarre, that's interesting. Right? That is pretty bizarre. But yeah. let's end it on a more positive note. And yeah, let's end on a positive <laughs> note. Here we go. Um, three tips for men when it comes to sexual communication. Number one, please don't ask, "Did you come?" Hmm. Never ask, did you come? It's very like loaded, right? Instead, ask, how was it? Ah, gotcha. Okay, okay. Yes. Yeah, so not did you come? Ask, how was it? Number two, ask, what else can I do? Mm. Simple, but open, like you're right, like open for suggestions. Uh, This will not only allow your woman to feel like she can trust you. It will help her communicate her desires more. And in turn, have better sex. And you guys can have better sex. Yeah, 100%. Um, And then number three, don't forget to also communicate your desire. What you want, what you desire, what you think contribute to great sex matters. It's a relationship of two. So yes, it's about her, but not just her. It's also you. So communicate your desires. And if you have anxiety in communicating, start with sexual meditation. Mm. And then go communicate. Gotcha. And we have links to that. So <laughs> yes, yes, this was uh, such a fun conversation. Thanks for no, having I, me. I had a great time, Dr. Tara. I mean, I'm gonna have to have you on again to ask, you know, more strange questions. And obviously, sure. better things as far as I can you know, be your resident sex expert. Oh, 100%. 100%. Because I mean, I just got a million guys, I'm gonna tell them to send me more questions for the next time, you know, we'll just let's go. do that. Yeah, yeah 100%. Q&A guys. Dr. Tara's Love Bites, be sure to follow. Yes, <laughs> for sure. On that note, any closing words and where can we find you? Um, I wish you a very orgasmic day. Nice. And however you want to interpret that, make sure you have an orgasmic day. Uh, you can find me on lovebites.co, L-U-V-B-I-T-E-S.co. That's my website and also my TikTok and Instagram. Gotcha. On that note, guys, had an absolute blast. Dr. Tara, until we see you again. With pleasure. Bye.
Bye.